just feel old, Neil. Just, just feel, feel old. old. That's it. Just feel, old. Yeah, man. You start life and you're like ahead of the game. And then there's just some point where you realize that you're way behind. Like I never understood how like parents got out of touch. Now I do. I totally do. Like you miss a couple of trends and then you're just like, I don't even know how to talk to people anymore out in the world. You know, my wife's always like, uh, you know, me and my wife talk about death sometimes and like, well, if I die, I want you to go outside, go out and be happy and, you know, the normal yeah. married people and stuff. And I always tell her, I'm like, I'm like, if you die, I'm never dating again. Like, it's just, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's over. And she'll be like, she'll be like, she'll be like, well, I want you to be happy. And I'm like, you don't understand. I'm never going to date again. It has nothing to do with like, I will be hung up on you. I mean, I definitely probably won't get married again just because you were the one. I'm not going to like do that again. Not because I hate marriage. I love marriage, but like you were my wife. That's how it is. I'm just not going to make another person my wife. That's not why I wouldn't date. I wouldn't date because I don't know how to do that anymore. Like not that I was ever really (laughs) good at it, but like there's all sorts of crazy stuff out there right now. And I respect all of it. Like, like, pronouns and everything i respect all of it i just don't understand it well enough to to jump into that side of the pool you know what i mean like yeah like we uh we've had the same exact conversation too and it's just like what like where do we go what do we what would we even begin to do like (laughs) like shit like tinder and stuff like that like i know swiping is involved i know one one direction is good and one direction is bad right uh that i i know nothing (laughs) outside of that yeah, and that's you just how I get feel, these man. Other random ones that, like, I've only heard of. I don't even know what, like, like Bumble. Like, I don't know what oh, that I know. is. Like, yeah, and Humble or Hungle or I don't know, man. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Plus, I got the five year old, so I'd be like, I just can focus on the five year old, and then eventually, eventually, something cancer related will eat me. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible gaming podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Ryan with Old Man Gaming. Welcome to a horrible gaming podcast. I am not alone, nor am I ever. With me is... Do you have to, like, change that disclaimer now, though, technically? Because there was that one time. <laughs> there was. That was that Usually one time. Usually I am never, maybe. Usually I am never, maybe. For the most part, I am not. Just, just anybody <laughs> who cares about grammar immediately turns it off. Usually I am never. <laughs> Usually I am, am never. Maybe, and then they're like, am "Nope." Am I English? Nope. Does speak? Yes. <laughs> uh, that would be I, Neil, aka a tiny wizard, breaking uh, the the already broken English language. <laughs> oh, every everything's broken. Everything's always broken. All right, so let's go ahead and thank the people who helped us make this show. Uh, first. 
is uh, Mr. Mark Bell. Uh, he makes all the custom graphics for the show. You'll see them on YouTube behind the fancy timestamps. Um, some of the graphics you will find are made custom, and they are his. Everything else is stolen from the internet, like the Dirty Thief I Am. And then uh, the theme song for this and all of the shows here at Old Man Gaming is provided by my brother, the man who makes the music, Nick Van Sliders, and we thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment, although probably going to be our shortest segment this week, and that is Fan Traction. That's where we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans. We read out your comments anywhere we get them. Uh, sometimes we do a talk down if we have enough comments and one of them strikes our fancy. Uh, but this week we only had one comment. No problem. We understand. Busy people listen to this. I get it. Uh, and that comment came from Asylum66. Hi, Asylum. Uh, I got nothing to say this week. Don't have any Nintendo systems and don't really care for any of their games. They remake 50 times before they innovate. Still waiting for next gen to start. Have a great weekend everyone. Uh, I think we had a pretty decent weekend. Thanks, Asylum. Uh, yeah, I can't necessarily disagree with you. You know, we talked about it last week, kind of in the whole uh, the whole Nintendo subject, and they kind of thrive on nostalgia. They, they don't need to innovate because they know that they're going to buy Zelda or Mario no matter what they do. Yeah, that's uh, one, yeah 100% for sure. I, I mean, I think we did say that pretty much exactly for the most part like the last major innovation with like a nintendo franchise in any sort of way was the breath of the wild yeah and you know we are basically gonna get breath of the wild 2 is gonna be you know more breath of the wild which you know Mm -hmm. i personally am okay with but you know you have a he makes a great point you know yeah if you don't get anything new pumped in, you know, if you're not okay with what already exists, then yeah, maybe Nintendo stuff isn't going to be for you. No, and and I get that. I totally get that. I think that like, I, I think one of the problems here though is, you know, some some things these companies do are dictated by the public, and the public keep buying these games over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and while maybe it's not cool for Nintendo to capitalize on that, I mean, as long as we keep buying the same Zelda game, as long as we keep buying the same Mario game, they're going to keep making it because they can make mm-hmm. that money on it. And I think that that's it's one of the things. Like, they just thrive on nostalgia. Just make that Mario 64 again. Just to add one more feature. You know, like, just make that Zelda experience again. Add, now, Breath of the Wild did change the game. I'm not going not gonna to argue that. not even going to... Not not even gonna put that in the background. I love or hate that game. It is a completely different Zelda experience than what we had had in the previous years. Uh, still, that being said, they very rarely do that. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I can really think of that they've done like that was like with Mario Odyssey. But mm. even Mario Odyssey is yeah. really a stretch because that's basically. Mario 64, yep. but on a grander scale. So I mean, they've all been Mario 64 when you really think about it. Even the games I mean, like yeah. oh, Mario, yeah. Mario Galaxy is one of my favorite Galaxy. Mario Galaxy. Game. 
it's just they put a different spin on the platforming, but it's the same thing. You go to this place, you collect a star, then you go back to it to collect a hidden star, and then you get so many stars, you get to fight a boss, and a new area unlocks. Like, it's the same loop that mm, we've seen yeah. since 64, uh, without a doubt, like, every one. They just have, this like, a different mechanic in there, but it's they're not changing the wheel here at all. The last true innovation outside of Zelda was Metroid Prime. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I they think took so. the the 2D platforming and they turned it into a first person shooter. That's yeah. It, but again, like like you said, you know, it only happens every like 15 years, basically. Well, and what's crazy about all that is you think about Metroid Prime being the last great Nintendo innovation. Uh, then you look at like Dread, like like they haven't even got they they literally gone went back to the old yeah. nostalgia and, and made money off that. They were like, no, let's just make Metroid again. And people were like, yeah, fuck yeah. So like, and it's one of the top selling games for Nintendo. It, I mean, as I've said before, part of the problem is us buying oh, games yeah, over and over sure. again. Nintendo's never really going to fully commit to like, uh, you know, breaking the mold and changing things up until we stop buying the stuff. That's just the same thing over and over again. Um, but yeah, that's it for fan traction, man. Easy breezy, man. It's just as island a sixty six this week. Uh, so Easy, so yeah, breezy, beautiful. Cover girl, cover girl, cover girl. Yep, yeah, cover girl. Absolutely, cover girl. I don't know I, where I was going with that. Uh, I thought I had something there, but apparently not. That's okay. <laughs> Went okay. straight through my. We grasp. have we have plenty of time to eat up. <laughs> by failed bits. I, I do want to say this might be a little bit of a short show just because we don't have a talk down and fan traction isn't as big uh, and we only have the usual one talking point. So just everybody prepare. Um, uh, yes, the the folly. <laughs> it continues. We'll see. <laughs> Smash cut. Two hours and six minutes. <laughs> it's um, the SpongeBob thing. Two hours. <laughs> Good friend. I like your impression. That was that was spot on. <laughs> spot on. Uh, all right. We're going to go to our talk down. Uh, we're talking about Steam Deck this week. I'm very excited about this subject, and uh, we'll be right back. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right. So that brings us to our talking point today, and I'm super excited about this talking point, Neil. Uh, Steam Deck launched, kind of. Steam Deck launched on on Friday the 25th, solid kind of, on Friday the 25th, I have watched some reviews in progress, I have been following its release and all the things after it, the good and the bad and everything else, and uh, yeah, this is a really exciting time, really exciting time that a handheld like this exists for the price that it has upon it. Um, so let's let's start with the positive before we get into the negative. This is uh, the system's awesome, man. Aside from all, there are some downsides to it. We're definitely going to talk about it. There are some negativity to it, but just the fact that you can put a PC in your hand and take it with you and play those games, and not just your games, guys. Like this thing runs like a PC. It's still waiting on a Windows update, which we're going to talk about. But, like, this thing can run your Netflix and your YouTube and everything just right in your palm while playing, and also play video games and everything. Like, to play those high-end games in a handheld version uh, relatively easily, relatively bug-free, uh, you know, before that, you had to wait for it to maybe be ported to Switch. And let's face it, a lot of those ports, 
don't work or they do it with their streaming service which doesn't work uh, plus Nintendo does not have Netflix Hulu any of those kind of supports the only thing they have on there is YouTube uh, so I don't know I really like this system I really like everything that's been said about this system there's definitely downsides we're gonna talk about but I'm, I'm not gonna lie I I want this system I'm not gonna buy it anytime soon but I, I want this system I it's definitely interesting. I love the idea of being able to like fucking play high-end games just anywhere. I, I don't know. Uh, that's my positive take on it right now. What do you What do you say, Neil? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool idea in theory. Uh, I. I'm I mean, it's trending... in practice now. It exists. Well, yeah. You keep saying in theory. It it uh, exists. Yeah. It's happening. It works. It. Yes, very functionally it yeah. it works and does do the thing, but mm -hmm. from I'm I'm leaning more towards the negative end. Oh, on great! This. So, awesome. yeah, yeah, I I, I know. So we glad I picked this. About it. I was literally just about to say before we got Ruined into it. this, you wanted to. I was up like here. Happy positive. I was up here, oh, and then right like, back down. How are you like, possibly negative on this? I don't understand. Look, here's here's the positive end of things. Okay. The positive end of things, kind of stemming off the negative that okay. I'm, you know, thinking about is this is only the first iteration and the launch of it. Right. There's gonna be updates. There's gonna be patches, and they're already talking about hardware revisions that could exist in the future. Not right. anything solid, but there's been illusions to such. Right. So, I mean, on the bright side, this is something that's not going to go. I don't, bright think this is, I don't think this is going to be something by way of like a steam box that, no, you know, no, definitely happened not. for like a year and a half and like, all right, well, yeah. it didn't really take off and they, they ditch it. This is something that is the first iteration. I mean, for shit's sake, the first iteration of a lot of things is not the best. It's never the best. It's always what comes second slash third. I mean, yeah, the ability to play these games native installed on the device and not streaming is massive because we've talked about this before. Nintendo has kind of painted themselves into a corner with their hardware. They uh -huh. need a new generation to be able to keep up with the games. They have a fix for now, which only gets them so far. That's no, by means, no, not the best place to play games, you know, with the streaming that you're able to play these games in your hands. Your entire, well, theoretically entire Steam library can come with you. Some games may not necessarily yeah. be compatible, but I mean, that's just, that's just, you know, by nature of what the Steam Deck is. Yeah, and what I mean, the things are. That's you know, exactly. one thing that they talked about very heavily in the IGN review in progress, which I'm no huge proponent of IGN, but the review in progress is a very good 12-minute video on this thing. I urge anybody interested in the Steam Deck to check that out. Um, but yeah, like they had said that like, you know, some of your MMOs where there's tons of text and writing on the screen, you can't read it because the screen's too big and it's too small and stuff like that, which just comes with the territory. You would just expect that, you know? Honestly, the biggest thing that I, I think is great for the Steam Deck is 
they have been very open from the start. They are like, hey, look, here's this thing. Yeah. It's a PC running Linux. You can do whatever the hell you want to do mm-hmm. with it. Swap parts, repair it yourself, yeah. which they're they're gonna be partnering with uh with distributors to be able to like sell parts for replacement and yep. like have guides and everything too. So they're very much they know their audience. Right. And they're catering very much to their audience. There it's is very open and available for yeah. all people to do whatever with. And I cannot wait for like the five months from now where we start getting crazy things like, oh, the this person somehow magically managed to run, you know, something at, you know, max settings at, you know, 120 frames on the Steam Deck. What? Like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody mm-hmm. somewhere is gonna do some craziness with it. And it's gonna spawn its own little mod community, community support. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they said you can hook this thing up to a monitor and it just runs like a PC. Uh, Right. I will say this uh, also before we get off the positive, the purely positive side of things that I really liked was the the business end of it. Um, Basically to avoid avoid, um, scalpers. Uh, do you know? Do you know what they've done, or should I? It's it's a uh, yeah, it's a sign up process, but yeah. it's basically like an inline sort of deal. Yes. So you know, so they send you an email. Like once they've got they've got it in on the twenty fifth, they sent out their first batch of emails to anybody who pre ordered this. It's in the it's in the the uh, order that they pre ordered it. They send that email an email if you decide. And you have 48 hours to respond uh, to either complete your purchase of it or to say yes or whatever, and then they send you your Steam Deck. If you don't, it moves to the next person in line. And this this really, that like, you're not going to see scalpers be as prevalent with this hardware. I wish PS5 had done something like this back when they launched because even though you're going to get it slower, like the launch date was the 25th and nobody has the console. You know what I mean? Like, right. like that's a little bit weird. It comes out a little bit slower. At the same time, virtually none of these systems are going into the hands of scalpers. And if they are, it's going to be like one person one co- getting one of them. You know what I mean? I think that's really fucking awesome how they're doing this. I think every console generation going forward should really take a page out of this book and we would avoid these these huge price hikes and these these scalpers just making them impossible to buy for normal people and jacking up the price to like two grand, you know? Uh, So I I really do want to say that. Well, as we are talking about it, just for shits and gigs, I have looked on eBay. And, I mean, there are okay. people already. I mean, it's... Yeah, it but definitely... Yeah, but they're going to yeah, sell no. it for that high price. And if you want to purchase it for that high price, fine. But they're not controlling the supply and demand. That's that's yeah, what I'm saying. No. Like, the company is controlling the supply and demand. If you want to get it for the right price, you'll get it in the right time for that price depending on who pre-ordered instead of like like what i'm saying like you're right it's definitely out there on ebay for a ton of money because scalpers did buy it and nobody can get it so they're gonna try and sell it for a high price but those scalpers haven't bought enough to corner the physical market on it you know what i mean with ps5 they would just buy fucking 50 of them with their bots and then they could drive it up like every scalper would do that nobody could get a hands on it 
you know? Yeah, that's well, that's literally what I was about to say was okay. I have them pulled up on eBay here and there are like a shitload of listings on here. Mm -hmm. um, there are of all of the ones that I'm looking at an entire page worth right now. They're, of course, being listed for multiple thousands, you know, mm -hmm. like there's one two thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, stuff like that. There are only two that actually have like bids on them. Mm -hmm. That is it. Right. Other one, the, the other ones are just nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing, zero. And like some of them will have them like listed. Oh, starting bid is like four hundred dollars. Oh, but you can buy it now for you know thirteen hundred, and right. like, nobody's nobody's buying them. Right. So yeah, it's like you were saying. It's like this is one of those things. Like you know when you are going to get it. Yep. Yep. You know like exactly you're... when it's going to be coming through. I mean, well, not exactly, but you well, know, you at least have an idea. Well, and the other thing is too, uh, you know, PS5s, any console, like day or two after it comes out, is going to have those price hikes because it is going to be hard. It's it's going to be out, but it's going to be hard to get. Period. Uh, yeah. Regardless of whether the scalpers get it or not. But the thing is, the thing, the difference is, you still have PS5s going. For, sorry for the burps, guys. Sorry, that was uh, that was unprofessional. But you still have uh, PS5s going for something like eight hundred to a thousand dollars in places. Where and and how long are we after the release now? We're we're a year and a half after the release. I don't. Yeah. You're not going to have that with the Steam Deck because they will slowly, steadily release the supply to the people who are paying for it, and that price is going to have to come back and normalize. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I feel like. I really feel like they they need to take a page out of the book for this sort of uh, like this sort of practice. And now if you want to go negative, you can. So, I mean the the negativity that I have, it's again, it, it's very much a it comes from a place of like we've already mentioned, it's something that needs software updates, stuff like that. But what does for, it Right, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, that's where I'm starting with it at least. But okay. the negatives that I have for it, honestly, from what I understand, the the actual launch of it, you know, we are still waiting on stuff that like there's simple OS fixes. Yes. That that yeah. are like why why is it that this wasn't after it was already delayed what was it three months something along those lines no it was only um, like two months it was supposed to come out in uh, still, december i believe why is it now like why why are those problems still not fixed uh mm. there's os sort of errors the navigational stuff the battery life from what i understand is atrocious. not that great i don't that, i don't think it's atrocious I don't think it's atrocious, but it's not as great. That's for sure. I mean, I know you were talking about the IGN review. I mean, you yeah. were playing the, the, in the IGN, uh, well, review in progress. No review in progress, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they played God of War on it, and the battery only lasted about 90 minutes. 90 like, minutes is not atrocious, though. Like, I mean... I, well... I mean, of course, compared to what it is that you are right. compared to what it is that you are playing, of course, yes, it is a PS4 game. 
Right. That's on that's a, right. On a handheld console. I mean, it is to be expected that there's something along those lines. But what I'm thinking of is the fact that like this is supposed to be a, like a portable console. Right. Right. If you have a battery playing this sort of stuff that only lasts for even just say 2 hours, the first generation of the Switch even was a hard sell for the battery life at about, it was like three hours or so, even though yeah. Nintendo claimed it was like four and a half, five. That is not, that was not the general user experience. Right. My thought process with something like that is if you have it plugged into, you know, your console have to be plugged into a wall, it is no longer portable. You know, for extended play sessions, there's some games where two hours is the entire play session. Um, there's no indicator for like the battery dying. It just happens. This is true, too. too. I was so going to point that out as well. Yes, that and that's kind of a huge thing. And from what I understand, too, you know, games that are supposed to be Steam Deck certified in some instances aren't. Now, again, some of this stuff comes back to simple fixes that in five months from now are going to be fixed. But after, you know, after listening and watching to some of the reviews from the, the experiences that people have, I originally had considered maybe getting a Steam Deck. Now, I had talked to you about this. Uh, mm -hmm. somewhat recently, but yeah. I only have like five games in my Steam library. So, I mean, it would be something that eventually I would I would get into building out a Steam library. Well, can, I, I, can I digress for just one second? Yeah, go ahead. After the Windows update, you'll be able to play Game Pass on this thing. Uh, you know, you'll, so like the five games on your Steam library, who gives a shit? Yeah, well, with that, that is a graphics card update available for the Linux base for this. I mean, huh? you would have to install, uh, from my understanding, you would still have to install Windows OS on it. The way they said it, the way they said it in the, in the review, in progress, was that at this particular time, it's nearly impossible to get Game Pass or any Windows thing on it because of its Linux base. And it's one of the big reasons they didn't finish the review in progress, because they said that supposedly within the next month, the first update is going to contain a Windows OS update that allows easy access, like easy install and download for Windows so that people yeah. won't have to like really spider monkey that shit to get it onto the, the, the Steam. You can right now, but it takes a ton of fucking work. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, with that Windows update, the speculation is that they will also streamline it a little bit more so that the Game Pass will work on it. And once you get the Windows update, you'll actually be able to play your Epic games on it. Now, they won't be optimized for the Steam Deck like the Steam games are, so it's give or take whether they will work. But it literally will give you access to anything a PC does. But they don't. You don't have that Windows update yet, so you're stuck with kind of the Steam, the Steam operating system right now. Right. Yeah, and, and that stuff, like you said, like it is gonna be fixed and updated. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. from the initial everything that I have heard, 
it has been very mixed bag. Yeah. And it's one of those things to where this is something that seems like it is targeted towards somebody who one does not have a switch Mm. and two has a very vast steam library where steam is their main platform for gaming. And Mm. that there, I would not consider that to be a negative. That's kind of like a middle ground because you know, everybody has different preferences and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But from what it sounds like to me, where it is currently at, just given how, how long it has taken for this to launch with the delays, everything like that. And the fact that there's still so many updates and support that needs done. Mm -hmm. It does kind of make me wonder about what the longevity, the longevity or the road rather that this has to go down to be a more viable option, at least for myself. Okay. If that makes sense. It does make sense. And I want to clarify my position on something. Uh, first of all, I would not purchase the Steam Deck in its current form if they were available for me to get. I, I do want to make that clear. Uh, I, I agree with you. However, I want to say this. What console doesn't have these issues when they release? Even the more established plug-in TV consoles have had insane issues. PS5 had crazy issues. I would say Xbox Series X probably was the smoothest, but each one of these consoles, like initial console generation things, has these issues that pop up that people are like, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. So like, I don't know, I kind of feel like I have a hard time counting against it a lot of the stuff you pointed out because of the fact that these are initial bumps in a console. And honestly, with the amount of problems that this thing has had, considering it's not just a normal console, but a portable console, uh, and it's really Steam's first foyer into the console market when you look at it. Yeah, and I was actually going to jump in and mention too. I mean, this is a very, very much, it is a first-generation console. How do you not, like, like this is a nail it to me. Like, I don't think... I don't think a a, a, gen, a console generation has been this positive right off the bat since like the old school ones like 64, you know, or Dreamcast. I think anything in the modern era of consoles has had way more issues, especially if it's a console coming out the gate, you know. Uh, right. So I feel like in that level, this it, it had to be a ma- mixed bag. A mixed bag is a success for Steam. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, the yeah, other, I, yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. I, I do want to hone in on some problems that I really agree with you on. But before we get there, I just I, like, that's one of the things that I want to point out. Like the Windows, the Windows update, I'm not saying it's definitely going to fix it. I don't know what the future brings. I'm trying to be an optimist here. But I think that is going to fix a lot of these operating system problems that we've had, such as, you know, you can't get Game Pass on it, such as this is very directed towards steam users such as uh you know you can't you can't play games such as the i actually think that we'll probably get an indicator very soon and it'll probably come with that update i can't i can't imagine they don't fix that right on the on the fast uh that is ridiculous that that should have been a first issue uh a first issue fix but 
that being said, let's face it, the people who pre-ordered this are Steam superfans. Like, those are the people who are going to immediately drop 400 to $600 sight unseen on a portable console first time from Steam. Uh, that being said, they're going to be like, hey, we can do the Windows update later because everybody who want, who put that money down, they want the Steam library, you know? Yeah. As far as the contender for Switch, which you had mentioned, whether or not this is a contender for a Switch, I think this is definitely a contender for Switch. I don't think it's a contender for Switch on gameplay right now, but I think it's definitely a contender for Switch for hardcore gamers. And when you said that, like, you wouldn't consider getting it, you already have a Switch, this would be for people who are who don't already have a Switch, I have to respectfully disagree with you. I want this even though I have a Switch because i got to be honest – just like we talked in fan traction, while the Switch game's great, I'm not saying they're not, uh, anytime we hit those walls where we have something that like is really adult and and very much for the old man in me, uh, those things don't run well on the Switch, whereas this will have stuff that runs well on the Switch. The other thing is, I like my apps, baby. I like my apps. I like my Hulu and my Netflix and my all my apps to be with me, I can't do that with the Switch. Switch does not make that available in any way, shape, or form, whereas the Steam Deck would. I, I really like that. As a Steam owner, while I would not buy this right... I'm sorry, as a Switch owner, while I wouldn't buy this right now just because of the you know initial growing console plant pains, I definitely want to get this in the future. Will I? Probably not. I'm poor. But like... You see what I'm saying here, I think. Uh, yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. The only, the only thing that I just can't wrap my head around, okay, with, because you're not you're not the first person to have brought it up. It is the lack of the Netflix and everything on mm-hmm. consoles. Ninety percent of us, uh, oh yeah, like Switch and everything. Like ninety percent of us have smartphones that do it anyway. And especially with a Switch, you already have to have access to either Wi-Fi at your home Uh or a mobile hotspot on your phone, which could already get you to Netflix or something like that. Uh, I remember, like, it was... I mean, what's your point here, man? You're going to need internet for half the games that are played on Switch or Steam. My my point is... It's a bigger screen, and it's not as shitty as watching it on your phone. I mean, yeah, it's a bigger screen, but that's about it. I wouldn't want to, like, I never in my life, if, like, if I want to watch something, I'll just watch it on my phone. You know, having, having it on your Switch, like, that's just so bizarre to me. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you again, because having YouTube on my Switch is awesome. I can put that little stand up and just put it on the table. And then I've got like a little mini TV. My phone is fucking teeny and I got to hold it. It's obnoxious. Like I I would much rather watch things on my Switch than my phone. I mean, I guess to be fair, my current phone is very large. So there's <laughs> mine's, that. Mine's pretty big too. I, I mean, that's fine that you want to watch it on your phone. I'm not insulting your likes. I'm just saying yeah, no, that like yeah, no, to yeah, say it's... that nobody would want to watch these apps or nobody would want to have access to these apps on these portable units – 
I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think people, no, I think I, that's been a big complaint against the Switch is that we are, you know, what, like going on three years in and it does not have any app support other than YouTube. No, it wasn't saying, like, I just personally can't wrap my head around right, right. The, the purpose of it. I mean, you have, like you've just explained, you know, you have your reasons as to why you would want it. I just personally, like, I never would poo-poo something because it doesn't play, you know, I mean, Netflix or something like that. Now, if you cannot poo-poo it, I will poo-poo it. The other thing is, too... If if and while the Steam does not have the dock yet, we don't. The dock's coming like I think next month or the month after. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but like when you have a dock and you can connect it to your TV, my Xbox. I mean, it isn't anymore. I've kind of switched to the smart TV. But my Xbox was my my app support. Like we watched everything through my Xbox. So like when I got the Switch, I still needed the Xbox. For the apps, I'm not saying that I would have gotten rid of my Xbox, but you see what I'm saying. If I was only using my oh, Xbox yeah. for that, like if I wanted to go to one console and I wanted to make the switch, you know, like I couldn't do it. Whereas with the Steam Deck, my Xbox is super old. I don't play any games on it anymore. I don't really need it anymore. I could make the Steam Deck my my living room centric console with the with the uh, uh, the the what's it called the dock. With the dock, yeah. I can make it my my main my main TV thing, and I, I know smart TVs kind of take up that space now. I'm starting to understand that, but still, you see what I'm saying? Like, I feel oh, like that, those apps give you that versatility that maybe uh, that Switch just doesn't. You know? Well, I mean, with the console, like something like the Xbox, like that's a totally different beast. Like mm-hmm. that's one of those things to where like. It's not like it's one of the you can disconnect the Xbox One from the wall and pop right. out a screen on it and carry right. it around somewhere. Right. You know, it's right. connected to the TV always, all the time. Right. Like, if like I would understand if somebody was looking for that specific functionality, mm-hmm. who like is like I only have a Nintendo Switch to be able to watch Netflix. And that's the only way I could do it. And they were like, wow, it doesn't have it. That's a real bummer. Right, right, right. That that instance, I guess, but it's like, I have 800 other things in my house that I can pull Netflix, Hulu, whatever up. Not everybody has 800 other things in their house. But you know, you know what I mean? Most people have at least two. I mean, you can say that all day long the general population disagrees with you they want those apps on the switch for whatever I their mean, specific reasons are they want those apps on the switch and i am inclined to agree with them and just because something like just because maybe it's silly to have it on there doesn't mean that like it's a stable these things have those things on them. My phone has it on it. Why doesn't the Switch? It's one of those things where, like, you should just have it. Like, it's it's not acceptable to not have it, even if nobody would ever use it. Yeah, I think, uh, what was it? The 3DS had, I know the 3DS had YouTube. I think it had Netflix also. See, that's crazy. If the 3DS See, had Netflix and Switch and that, doesn't, like, th- there's no reason to drop that. Just put it on well, the new I, one. 
Uh, if I remember correctly, it was on there for, it was like two years and nobody used it and then they cut it. And that's probably why they, probably why it is that they don't do that anymore. Well, maybe, but it's still like people want that on there yeah, and it's I not mean, on there. And the, and the, 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 the Steam Deck does that. Yeah. The overall argument that I was just making with that is I'm, I am, I guess am a minority, but it just has never made sense to me. That was just, I mean, and I, I get it, dude. Make. I'm usually the, I'm usually in the overall minority. I get it. Like, I'm not trying to knock you for, for that. I'm just saying that like the general census of the population wants this thing. And in that way, it's kind of a way I like, they even pointed it out in the review in progress, you know, which yeah. that, that yeah, if they're that. pointing it out in that, then it's a win in it's a win, whether or not it's an empty win. You know, I think that what I do really want to hone in on that you pointed out that I, I do agree with is the battery life. The 90 minutes is incredibly short. I know I kind of was like, that's long. It is long. It is long. Like playing 90 minutes portable, these fucking high-end games. But like to have it only be 90 minutes, to have to have it plugged in uh, is a limitation. I'm not going to say it's not. I don't see how they get around that though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like with the, think... with the level of games that they're trying to play here, I think eventually we're going to get newer models that are able to do it with uh, quieter fans, which was another thing they pointed out that there's a, yeah. there's a external fan on the top. That's just constantly like me, <laughs> like, which yeah. is a little obnoxious. Um, I think eventually you're going to get a quieter fan. You're going to get longer battery life. Uh, and I think that that's one of those things that's just like, like a shrug. You know what I mean? Like, how the fuck were we supposed to do it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, and I'm like, sure there's going to be, like, external battery right, accessories and right. stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, like, I I do understand with that. Like, again, we had talked about you're playing a PS4 game handheld. The fact yeah. that it lasts 90 minutes is insane. Yeah. Even if it is only running at, like, 30 frames a second or yeah. whatever. Like, that is craziness. Mm -hmm. But... At the same time, like that is that is you completely emptying the battery. This is true. Like, this that is, is true. completely emptying the battery. You know, you still want to like. I don't want to be playing a game, get into it for an hour, and then start saying, "Ah, oh, well, I got to find a spot to stop and save, plug in. so right. it doesn't just die on me." You know, I I don't like the lack of indicator. I, again, I think it's one of those. It's it's something that I have a hard time really counting against it because I think it's. I think somebody overlooked something. You know what I mean in in mm -hmm. the in the lead up to it, and it's it's one of those like rookie mistakes. You know, uh, that's going to be fixed pretty early on. I want to say this, though. Um, so from a very personal standpoint, taking it personal, because you took it personal with the apps. Let me take it personal for a second. Yeah. When I play the Switch, I am playing it when I'm sitting with my five-year-old waiting for her to go to sleep, or I'm playing it with somebody is using the TV, and I don't want to go downstairs and play on the PC. Uh, though I never take my switch out of the house because I'm so afraid it'll break. Like I just don't. So like, <laughs> so like it's not really portable to me either. It's more a versatility around the house. Like it's a thing that I can play video games on when I have time to play video games, but have no ability to play them in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. That. So that being said, man, 
I would love to be able to sit in my kid's room while she's falling asleep and play my fucking Steam games like Naraka Blade Point or fucking, uh, I, I suddenly blanking on all the games that I own and I own a lot, but like to be able to play those high end games while I'm sitting with her instead of like try and find something on the switch that I am already sick of to play, uh, that would be awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, so, like, just from that, or or to in to, to lay in bed, to lay in bed when I'm going to sleep, and be like, I'm not quite sleepy yet, so I want to, but I want to play something and be able to play, like those games. Like, holy shit, that would be fucking amazing to me. Get and that I just... white noise of the fan in the background while <laughs> you to sleep. Right, right. Uh, well, my wife has to sleep with the TV on. And uh, that drives uh, me yeah. nuts. A, we are a fan year-round household. Uh, that's fine. She doesn't need white noise. She needs like people doing shit. I don't know. Like fan won't work for her. It's gotta be the goddamn TV, and it's bright and it's loud, and it's very, very, very hard to go to sleep for me because I like oh, darkness yeah. and silence. That's what I like. Uh, so, so. <laughs> That kind of thing is perfect when I'm just not tired enough to fall asleep even though the TV is on. I I go play fucking Outriders or fucking some shit like that in my like tiny but well I couldn't play tiny it's epic game, but you know what I mean? Like I can play these fucking right. games. I can play Wildermyth. I can play Wildermyth. You know, like stuff like that. Like I think that that appe- appeals to me so much. Uh, because it literally like trumps the switch in every way for specifically me in the uses that it has, you know. And I would never really be out of shot to plug it in because I'm at my house. It's more like I want to play it when I can't watch the TV, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I really really think I I think on on a positive note. Did you have any other negatives to say about it or? No, not really. I okay. mean, like I said, I, I think I, I don't know if I'm not, I did a good enough you job did. prefacing this. It, like, my personal, the, the negatives that I have with the Steam Deck uh, right now are mostly personal, like strictly me situations, and uh, more so things that are eventually going to get fixed. But at the end of the day, it is something that... I know that I will not go out rush to try to get. There's okay. no desire in me personally to get it, but that's well, just me. Of course. Well, and I don't want to. I don't want to take anything away. I I personally think you brought up very good and valid points. Like like being completely fair. I know we argue a lot here, but like I don't think anything you said, even the stuff I argued with, wasn't like a valid thing to say. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. As far as this goes, though, I do think this has changed the game in a lot of ways. Uh, despite the growing pains, the fact that they were able to put this level of uh, of PC in a handheld package at this price, uh, the future is bright. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. Is this one perfect? No way. Is this a mixed bag? Definitely. Is this going to set the stage for some crazy-ass handheld shit going forward? Yeah. 
yeah, it is. Like we're looking at a brand new level of 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 play of of consoles, like of portability. Like I mean, this thing can do stuff that my PC can do. My PC's huge. <laughs> you know? Right. Like that's what's crazy. You can plug this thing up to a monitor, use it like a PC and it works just fine. Like that kind of stuff is insane. The level of functionality on this thing. I mean, I didn't talk about this because it's a little bit more boring, but from the editor capture uh, you know, founder in chief of Old Man Gaming, the idea, the prospects of this are crazy. The fact that I could put OBS on this thing and I could capture and stream from it is insane. And I could do that. But like once the Windows comes out, in theory, I can do that. Like that kind of stuff, like you can't do that with the Switch. You can't you can't stream portable with the Switch. Like So Oh, keep going. I was just gonna ask a question. Uh go ahead. Ask a question. So here's here's something I just randomly thought about. Okay. And pontificate with me, if you will. Sure. So now that, you know, Microsoft is, uh, you know, Windows is going to be able to be put on the Steam Deck. We've heard rumors like probably nothing solid, concrete, credible, anything along those lines. But just people have, you know, said about, oh, oh, Microsoft is making a handheld. There's always been, you know, dumb Mm -hmm. rumors like that. Yeah. Do we think that Microsoft is going to watch and see what happens with the Steam Deck and then maybe make their own portable uh, Game Pass console? Or do they just give their full-on blessing and just put Game Pass as a platform on the Steam Deck? Okay, well, uh, if you want me to pontificate... If you were asking Zach from two years ago when I started this channel, I would say they're definitely just going to put stuff on Steam uh, and they're going to make it available for Steam and yada, 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 yada. Uh, With the mentality of Xbox nowadays, uh, which is much more jackalish, much more like exclusive based, uh, I think right now they're like, let's get Game Pass on there as fast as possible. I think... The Windows OS thing, they are all about helping to get that, make that happen because they want that Game Pass on there because they've always wanted Game Pass on a handheld. They wanted it on the Switch back in the day, and I don't Mm -hmm. think Nintendo would play ball. And I think, honestly, Tinfoil Hat, I think some of that started this whole, like, Raider mentality that they've had since. Nonetheless, that's a whole hole we don't have time to go down. I think they watch this. I think they get Game Pass on it. I think they're very happy with it. I'll tell you what, though. If it's popular and people, the demand is there, they will absolutely make an Xbox handheld, and they will absolutely try and eat Steam's lunch. Uh, I mean, they're going to try and eat everybody's lunch, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think right now, I think they're content to just be on Steam Deck, be on a handheld console, but... Again, if they think they can make money off of making a handheld console, they will make a handheld console. It's that simple because they have unlimited money and a thirst to make that more. Yeah, I, I'm, that is kind of the track that I'm following with this yeah. too. Is I think it's they are working with Steam to get all that pushed out for the Steam Deck to allow people to – because I – 
if I were to make a guess, I think that those who have Steam probably have Game Pass for PC. Yeah. Most people. So that's already, you know, them satisfying those individuals. Yeah. But I feel like they know that there's some part of those other, like, mainly, mostly console gamers who are like, hey, man, look at that. Those Steam people have a handheld. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has a handheld. I wish I could play my games handheld. You know, aside from, you know, the the Sony people, because they tried that a lot and it didn't work out very well. So, I mean, Microsoft is the only one left who has not really dipped their toe into that portable space. And I think that now might be the time that they may go for that or Mm. relative relative to now. If you want my two cents, Microsoft is fighting a war right now at PlayStation. They are trying to win that war. They are focused on PlayStation. But the problem with Microsoft's mentality as of late is they have really adopted a Raider mentality. They are trying to be everything that gaming is. Like, if you play video games, you're playing it with something that has to do with Microsoft, period. You know? Yeah. They're about to get Windows on the Steam Deck, and that'll probably be enough for them right now. But who, if PlayStation were to fold, who is the next person they need to go after? It's not Nintendo. Because Nintendo doesn't make anywhere near as much money as Valve does. Uh, And they don't dominate the space as thoroughly as Valve does. So I think that when Microsoft launches a handheld, boy howdy, you're about to see some fireworks. Because that's going to be the first shot. Yeah, that would be very interesting, I think. And if Microsoft launches a handheld, I'll tell you the first thing that goes for the Steam Deck, Windows support it'll be out the window. Like, that's just been their mentality, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So, like, I feel like, yeah, uh, eventually we're going we're gonna to see that, but right now Xbox is just, like, locked in violently destroying PlayStation. So uh, I think that's going to go on for the next few years, honestly. Um, all right, you want to move on to odds and ends? Yeah, sure. All righty. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our final segment, Odds and Ends. That's where uh, we got collect smaller stories that don't necessarily deserve a full talking point. Uh, and we just want to tell you guys about them, riff on them, tell the other person about them, that sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, let's get let's get down to it. Uh, I've got three. How many you got, Neil? I've got six, but I feel like there might be overlap. Okay, you want me to go first then, or you want to go first? Like, how do you want to play this? Uh, I'll go. I'll go first with right. the uh, the one that's kind of quick. Uh, we actually kind of briefly. I can't remember if it was on an actual episode or not, uh, or if it was just a personal conversation that we had uh, uh, talking about the potential impending announcement of Street Fighter Six. Uh, <laughs> well, it literally happened. It did. Like, immediately afterwards it was the day after i woke it was, it that was morning the to after. the teaser yeah and uh apparently i don't know if you saw this part of it or not uh you can see ryu's dick in the tra- in the teaser trailer for it 
I did not see that part of it. Yeah, apparently uh, there is a nice-sized bulge in his pants. Yeah, that dick shot. in upon, you could see. You see, like, the outline of his penis. Yeah, so uh, that's a thing. Um, they <laughs> back, <laughs> But back to the actual game itself, they did say that uh, they will have more information this summer, probably around the E3 times. This isn't the same guy, right? Like he walked away from it after five. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. Ono's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. So this is going to be somebody else handling it. I'll what the fuck is wrong with the Street Fighters, by the way? Like, how much steroids are they doing? Like, Jesus I Christ! Man. I watched that teaser and I was like, Ryu, what the fuck, man? He's. It's not even that. It looks like he, like, if somebody selected him as an image and put him in like a. a, a picture editor and just click the <laughs> yes. top corner and just yeah. dragged him over to the side and made him broader yeah just stretched him out That's he's it. huge and what his muscles are all so taut like a ridiculous level of taut like it's like he's just he's just ropey from like <laughs> start to finish i'm like yeah. holy shit man like jesus christ uh yeah well that's interesting it'll be interesting to see if it's any good or not honestly yeah i mean to be honest i didn't really get into five i bought it for steam as well to give it another shot mm -hmm. uh and it i still can't get into it like i did with four okay four is my favorite i love four a five just didn't catch me so we'll see what happens with six you know, I got to be honest, with fighting games, I feel like at this point they should be games of service. I, I know you probably don't agree with that, but like especially the one-on-one -on -one ones, like the the stories are always so very simple and quick. I it, it, it it's almost always like geared towards the multiplayer in those things. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I feel like you just make a thing and just keep adding characters and content to it instead of like a whole nother game where you have to change the systems or it feels stale. You know what I mean? Like, so, I just I just wish they'd just, like, yeah. make it this and just keep adding stuff to it. And they actually effectively did with 5. Uh, even well, though they with have... the exception of the releasing a 6. Well, they did... 5 now is... God, how old is 5? 7 years old, right? I believe. Right. Uh might even be eight years old. And that was their sort of situation. Like they were going more for a live service. Now they did initially say way back then that street fighter five was going to be the last street fighter. Yeah. It's going to be constant updates. And they did do that. They still hold events, uh, like, you know, for XP and fight money and mm -hmm. stuff like that, that you can use to unlock the characters. They have free character weekends from time right, to time where right. you can try some of the premium characters. Uh, and they have these horrible ads that are thrust in there, which drive me up a fucking wall. <laughs> You'll start a match and it'll literally say brought to you by, and it'll show like some port, some like sort of DLC that you can buy for the game. Like right. when you go to start a fight, even if it's just you versus a computer, it right. drives me up a fucking wall. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's not it's not fun. It's not, not fun. No fun. All right, do you want me to go? Or you want to go with those? Yeah, go ahead. Six? No, go <clears throat> ahead. I want to see because I there there's some that I think we will overlap. I don't think any of my three overlap. 
I don't think any of them overlap, honestly. I'll be surprised if they overlap, honestly. Uh, so my first one, uh, Knockout City, which was kind of a surprise hit multiplayer game last year uh, with a lot of... It's kind of the, the third-person dodgeball game. Uh, kind of like almost like an anime-style dodgeball sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, craziness with them. They are going free-to-play... And they are no longer published by EA. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Whether or not they got dropped or e or they separated from EA, who knows the story behind that. But they are going free-to-play, which I think is the right move for a game like that. I think any game that's yeah. non-story, that's only multiplayer, should probably be free-to-play, especially if you have any sort of perpetual purchases in-game. Like I think that's just the right way to go. Uh um, but yeah, so they're free to play. You could try them out now, even if you don't have Game Pass, which you could play it if you had Games Pass before. Um, but yeah, they're no longer with EA, which is kind of crazy to me that they're that they shed at EA. So yeah, I saw that too, but I didn't look too far into it. I was really wondering what the uh, the whole reasoning behind uh, dropping EA. To my no knowledge, to they play. haven't. To my knowledge, they haven't said. Why? All they've said in the press release was like, we're going free to play at X date. We are no longer published by EA. Like, that was like the long and the short of it, from what I understand. Yeah, the going free to play doesn't necessarily surprise me. No. I feel like that's a natural evolution for those games that yeah. are primarily, if not strictly, multiplayer. You charge money up front, you know, people buy it at the, what, $30 price point, and then whatever stuff that they've they've purchased you know, and everything in the game and then from there it's like okay we've made our money let's just make it free to play to get everybody else in here and make some more cash honestly i don't necessarily agree with that i think a lot of these companies with these want to be free to play and uh the publishers hold it up personally i i don't think it was their decision to not be free to play in the beginning uh you look at destiny destiny 2 it's the same thing like destiny 2 went free to play right after they separated with activision uh, that's true. Yeah. Like I, I think a lot of these the, these businesses would much rather be free to play, but the uh, more old school model uh, that's adopted by a bigger publisher that they're with kind of forces them into that like you gotta you gotta make upfront money on it, you know. I mean, and that kind of stuff hurts games. There's there's a lot of like multiplayer specifically games that aren't narrative driven that you just wouldn't try if you got to pay for it. Do you remember that rocket arena uh, that EA uh, produced a while back? I remember that thing. That, that game is totally failed, but that game had a $20 purchase price. Like nobody's yeah. going to try that for 20. You know what I mean? Like you got to put these things like those kind of games need to be free to play. They just do. Yeah. Like if you don't have any, like that's, that's what that model was built for. You know, um, all right, your turn. All righty. Uh, so uh, apparently Bethesda is going to be dropping their own launcher on PC. Yeah. And returning to Steam. Yeah. Not um, not dropping like a fat track, like dropping like they don't want it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I really am curious as to what has driven that. Uh, maybe it was just too much back-end upkeep. Maybe it's Microsoft saying, hey, you don't have to do this anymore. Very curious. But 
there is going to be one less launcher out there in the world for y'all. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I think everybody's pleased about that, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody really loved the Bethesda launcher, honestly. Yeah, from what I understand, it was regarded as one of the worst. Yes, yes. I mean, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so me next or you again? Uh, go, uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Doom 2 has a new mod, uh, the original Doom 2 mod. And oh, it is yeah. a mod that completely and totally rewrites the game to be SpongeBob. And it is disturbing what as shit. Of all the things <laughs> of all the things to like be disturbing and not get a cease and desist, we talked about that Pokemon game that wasn't even yeah. out that got a cease and desist because you could murder Pokemon. This game is about Squidward getting fired, getting fed up with SpongeBob, and going on a killing spree. In Bikini Bottom. That's what it's about. Like, and it has a story and everything. But it's a mod oh, that man. overlays that overlays Doom Two, and makes everything look like the Bikini Bottom. All the characters look like SpongeBob characters. Uh, you know, the whole thing. Uh, and you're Squidward murdering people with weird SpongeBob weapons. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Look it up. Look it up. That is bizarre. That is absolutely bizarre. It is extremely bizarre, and it's uh, to me, it's bizarre that like. There's a lot of stuff out there that I'm like, just let them put it up, man. Why would you stop that? I am thoroughly shocked that Nickelodeon hasn't stopped this. Oh, like, yeah. like in some way. Like, because it is insanely violent and it's Squidward murdering all the lovable characters. It's crazy. It's crazy. Just want to say that. Alrighty. So. <laughs> Next, uh, Square Enix is apparently, like, impossible to please. Oh, that, um, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, apparently they've said that Guardians of the Galaxy did not meet their expectations, even though mm -hmm. the game reviewed fairly well, and it even won, like, the best narrative at the Game Awards this past year. So, what were those expectations? Square Enix is a terrible company. Yeah, did they just think that because, you know, they slapped Marvel on something, it was like, oh, well, the, the Avengers thing didn't do good, but maybe it's because it was a live service game. It's a Marvel thing. People like the Marvels, right? <laughs> and, like, yeah, it, 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 I personally have not played it, but from what I understand, it's a pretty yeah. decent game. I uh, don't think of it as a, success, as a failure. It won a ton of, like no. you said, it was nominated. Everybody spoke very highly of it. I don't. Don't know how it's I mean, a failure. I mean, I can't imagine it reviewing that well overall and not selling any copies. Right. I mean, right. Who knows? But especially yeah. since uh, it had a reduced price, if I recall correctly. Um, Square Enix is a terrible company. Like they are a company that's like beyond awful, and and they actually also put off a lot of the stuff that would be blame on them onto their developers. Uh, you know, you look back at the Outriders shit that happened. You know, you Outriders, remember that. Outriders, Avengers. Right. Now, Outriders was a nightmare. Nobody's saying Outriders didn't have a lot of issues after its release. But all of the servers that Outriders ran on were actually run by Square Enix. People didn't realize that. Like, they thought it was all people could fly. Everybody just jumped on people could fly. Square Enix was in charge of the entire infrastructure of the servers for that game. 
so it's one of those things that like Square Enix ducked it while their developers took it. Same with Marvel's Avengers. From what I understand, the game was extremely rushed, and it was extremely rushed by Square Enix. Now, I'm not giving these developers passes in any way, shape, or form, but Square Enix is a terrible company and do terrible things. Like we need to, we need to recognize that. Yeah. I only have one left, so I don't know how you want to play this. All right. I mean, go ahead. I'm really okay. surprised that there wasn't any of this overlap. Yeah. Well, I knew I knew you weren't gonna you were gonna talk about the Street Fighter thing because we talked about it in the thing, and yeah. then I knew you were gonna talk about the Bethesda thing, so I just let that one go. Uh, I'm okay. interested to see what else you would have thought that would have overlapped, but um, the final one that I have is you know. <laughs> We talked about Call of Duty. We've talked about Call of Duty a lot. We've talked about how we don't think it should be an annual franchise. That we don't uh, think that here there should is. be annual Here's franchises. some overlap. Oh, there we go. Here's some okay. overlap. All right. Uh, and we talked about like how happy the employees who make Call of Duty were to try and get a change or whatever. Well, Call of Duty for the first time in over uh, what like a decade or two, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's like. To, like eight to ten years, something yeah. along those lines. I'm gonna say a decade. First time in a decade, it is delayed. There will be no Call of Duty game in 2022. I am thoroughly excited about this. It really opens up the holiday the the holiday season. And don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on Call of Duty. It's it's not a bad game. I still think they're one of the best battle royales out there. I'm not hating on them. I just I think that this constant rat race rush makes these games not as good as they could be. You talk about a lot of the stuff that happened in Vanguard, too, and a lot of the glitches there. Uh, I think all of that stuff can be avoided if you just let these people take the time to make the game instead of just, like, shove it out the door as fast as you can. Um, and not to mention the fact that really opens up the September-November season when Call of Duty releases and just buries anything else that was released there, we really get to see something interesting because Call of Duty is the highest selling game every year. It's not even coming out this year. So I'm very interested to see what's going to happen in 2022 now with that. But you know what? Fair play. I think Call of Duty should take a break. And I'm really interested to see what kind of quality product they're going to be able to come out with if they take that extra year. Plus, like I said, Warzone was doing great. I know that it's got some bugs from the latest the latest updates and it, it has some serious issues. Fix those, get Warzone back in track, and you've still got that to take you as far as you need to be uh, to release a new Call of Duty. So th this is interesting then because the article that I saw Okay. Was that it is not coming, uh, that 2022s will be coming out, but 2023s will not be coming out. I. That 2022 mm. is supposed to be a reboot of Modern Warfare 2. And that they were skipping. arguments. Yeah, Interesting. That they were skipping 23. I just Googled it here. There's one here for comicbook.com a day ago that uh that says that there for oh. the 2022 one um my big thing was the fact that i think it's very oh. interesting that it is 2023 that is going to be the one that they're skipping 
which is the same fiscal year that the Microsoft Activision deal is supposed to close. This is crazy. You're right. I, I'm even more blown away by this because I've never heard of a game that isn't announced yet being delayed. But yeah, I, this game I, was never announced, and now yeah. it's delayed. Yeah, it's one of those things because <laughs> yeah, they just have assumed everybody's just right. trained now. It, it's like That's freaking so Pavlov's weird. dog. You know, November <laughs> rolls around, and we want our Call of Duty. You know? uh, I apologize to everybody out there. I read it wrong because uh, the truth is insane, and I didn't think that that <laughs> that was the way it was. So I apologize, everybody. Uh, Neil is right. The yeah, 2023 I, Call of Duty is delayed. The 2022 one is coming out. So <laughs> which is so crazy. It, it's still weird. I, yes. It's overall, it's still very weird. I mean, even though we know that it would have been coming anyways to delay mm -hmm. it still. But like my tinfoil hat shit is like, you know, Big Daddy Microsoft is going to come in and say, you know, like, hey, we want X, Y, and Z to happen with the right. Call of Duty. So they're just going to push it back so Microsoft can get their hands in on it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it will, like you said, it will be interesting to see what kind of takes that space yeah. moving forward. Yeah, in 2023, I guess. <laughs> so fucking crazy. All right, well. I know. It's all you from here on out. <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, only got two more. I only got two more now because we had that overlap there. Okay. Um, first, Twitch streaming will be returning to the Xbox with official integration back into the platform coming soon. I actually originally had this on my list. I don't know what happened to it. Um, yes, this is that's that's interesting. Twitch streaming coming back finally. Re finally, something is replacing the defunct mixer uh, for streaming and stuff from, from the console. So, which is kind of weird that it took them this long to do that. I don't know. Maybe they weird. were just finishing shutting down the mixer stuff. Uh, they had a deal with Facebook. If you want to go back, uh, they actually oh, had a yeah, deal I with remember. Facebook. Yeah. I remember there was the whole yeah. mix. Was, was yeah. Mix mixer was yeah. shutting down. Mixer was shutting down and they basically had were basically giving everything to Facebook Gaming like all their assets. So the assumption was that Facebook Gaming would be putting some sort of app on Xbox. Uh, so uh, I am assuming somewhere along the line behind closed doors that fell apart. But like wow. that's one of the reasons that all the uh, the the big name people that they had literally just signed to be on Mixer had the option to go to to get their money back. Or, I'm sorry, to get a severance pay or to go to Facebook Gaming. That was their, yeah, that was their options yeah, I, at the time. I remember that. I, I believe we talked about that, or that might have been when Logan was still on. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a really long time ago, and we were kind of like, I mean, we definitely made fun of it because it was Facebook Gaming, but it was it was a very strange deal, and nothing ever came of it. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, and then my last one, uh, something that we have kind of had chats about on and off to some degree. Uh, okay. Apparently, according to the industry insider Jeff Grubb, whom we've spoken about here on the show a couple times, I guess Fallout New Vegas 2 is in early talks over at Obsidian. Oh, no. 
Okay. So, I mean, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't. Because, like, that that's the thing, is Obsidian now has their, now has their baby uh-huh. in, in Outer Wilds, or mm-hmm. Outer Worlds, that is. Always confuse those two. Yeah. Um, so they have their own thing now that they they put their stamp in, like, this is our thing, this is our replacement for mm-hmm. Fallout, effectively. But now that they're back under the Microsoft banner, they want to have Bethesda also under that same banner and be like, hey, let's all pal around here. You remember that thing that you guys did a while ago that everybody likes? We want you to do another one of those. Oh, but we have our original stuff. And, you know, there's that avowed thing that we've only ever talked about once that people are really interested in, but we haven't shown anything for like three, four years on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's that thing. Well, uh, that's basically Skyrim. That's basically Skyrim. Yeah, do do uh, do this, too. Do this, too. Well, I mean, we kind of did our own thing, so we didn't have to do that. No, no, go ahead. Just do the thing. So I would yeah, be I interested to see what's going on there. I mean, I've always thought of Obsidian as, like, a smaller team to, like, maybe they have, like, their one primary project and, like, another thing in the wings. I always thought it was kind of weird enough that they had the third thing between uh, Grounded and uh, the Outer Worlds and uh, Avowed all going at the same time. And now we're going to throw that in there too. Like is Microsoft staffing them up like crazy or like are they just being treated as like – a full-on first-party studio now. So not to um actually you, but Obsidian's always been a bigger company than they've let on. They have oh, they roughly, have. They have roughly five teams that I am aware of. Uh, one of them is extremely small. That's the grounded team. Uh, or at least it started out small. I'm sure they've added on people after its kind of runaway success. Uh, but that was one of the reasons... Grounded came out as an early access beta is they were like, we're a small team. We want to release this. We don't want this to take like a thousand years. So we'll just build it based on your comments, basically. Uh, that being said, you, you, what you're forgetting is all of the tactical strategy games that they create uh, and publish um, other than the, like Wasteland 3's Obsidian. No, that's in excess. Oh, I was no, about that's to in say. Excess. It's in excess, in excess. There's another one, though, that I can't remember. And it's going to drive me nuts. But and I they, know they did. Didn't they do the South Park game also? Yeah, they did the South Park they game. They did the South Park game, but I don't believe that that was like a different team from something else. But there was another game, and now it's going to drive me nuts. Um, don't worry about it. But they've, they've got like – they've got at least three teams, if not four. Uh, they've definitely got a team on Avowed. They've got a team on Outer, Outer Worlds. I'm going to say I don't like this though because yeah, I liked – Obsidian finding their individuality in the wake of kind of Bethesda telling them to fuck themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And personally, I I never played New Vegas. Sorry to be that guy, but I never played New Vegas. I never really... I, I tried once. I didn't get into it. So, like, for me, I don't want to see Outer Wilds go... Outer Worlds go away based on a new Vegas thing. And let's face it, they're not going to make two of the exact same game. They're not going to compete with themselves. 
And this is something that I was very afraid of when Bethesda came in the door. We've talked about that multiple times. I was very afraid when they bought Bethesda because basically Obsidian makes their bank on making Bethesda games better than Bethesda can. Yeah. And that's how they were setting themselves up. Outer Worlds is a better Fallout game than the most recent Fallout incarnations. And Avowed was looking to be a better Elder Scrolls game than the latest Elder Scrolls incarnations. And by latest, I mean Skyrim 10 years ago. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the thing is, is that like it, that's it their niche. It sounds so weird. It sounds so weird, but that's, it is. And, that's and this was this was something I was... to your point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is something I've always been scared of. They're not going to have two companies make the exact same games under the same umbrella. It's just not going to happen. So, like, either Obsidian's going to start making the Bethesda properties that they don't want, or Obsidian's going to have to start making other games. Like, I, and, and I don't want either one of those things. I want the Outer Worlds. I want competition for the Bethesda because Bethesda needs to be better. So, like, this is not this is not good. I don't want a New Vegas 2. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who do. I don't. I don't want a new Fallout game from Obsidian. I want them to make Outer Worlds and Outer Worlds games. I want them to make Avowed. I don't want them working on Elder Scrolls 6, which is something I'm afraid they're going to get tossed. Because there's no there's nobody to really work on it at Bethesda. This is something no, that could happen. Nobody's really working on Elder Scrolls Six. Well, that's point. what I'm saying. No. They're saying they're in pre-production. Everybody wants to see it. It would be very easy for them to go. You know that game that you announced that one time? That's kind of like Elder Scrolls Six. Turn it into Elder Scrolls Six, and now that's your project. Like this is the kind of stuff that I'm afraid of. I don't want that. I want the creative original properties that Obsidian has been presenting to us. And that goes away when you have a company under the same umbrella that does the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, because now they have to work as a team. You can't have Avowed coming out in the same year as an Elder Scrolls. Not that that would have ever happened, but it, the potential for it to happen is there now. You can't have Outer Worlds coming out at the same time as a Fallout game when they both work for the same company. And this is the kind of thing that we're getting in the weeds for, you know? And I think that, that I think Bethesda's all about Starfield right now. That's what they're about. And they're not working on Elder Scrolls, and they're not working on a new Fallout game. So those are easy ones to say, hey, Phil, give that to the B team, even though I've never considered Obsidian the B team. You see what I'm saying? Right. And this is something that very I'm very scared about this news, honestly. Yeah, it's basically confirming what we were talking about, uh, mm-hmm. what was it, like a year ago yeah. at this point? Yeah. When... Uh, it's a little over that that we were talking about this whenever the Bethesda acquisition and everything happened. This was one hundred percent our theory of what was going to happen. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's very very frustrating. But uh, is that it for odds and ends? Can we uh, get done? Yes, we can. All right. Horrible gaming podcast. All right, so that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Neil, plug away. Halo Infinite Road is ending. <laughs> it's going away. Kinda. We're we're uh, we did a little bit more recording. I want to say we are approaching the halfway-ish point 
of getting through Halo 4. And then after that, unless Halo 5 comes via streaming on the PC, uh, we done ourselves a series, my dude. Uh Uh, Which Uh is, how long have we been doing that even? I don't know. I'd have to look it's it up. It's been a while. Let me it's look been it up. at least a year. I'll look it up. Bare minimum a year. Look it up while you plug there. Yeah, uh, but it has it has been great. It has been fun. It has been wonderful and fantastic. And uh, it is still going on. It's not done yet. I mean, at the rate that we're going, we still probably have about another month and a half of episodes. Uh, lots of stupid things. Uh, stupid things are said. Stupid things are done. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, mm-hmm. a, not a lot of team killing uh, this past time, though. Uh, though I think threats were absolutely made. Uh, but there's just some clean team killing. I can I tell you something. Uh, anybody anybody who ends up getting to it, I totally was definitely shooting him on purpose with the tank. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> figured, and you walked straight to my face. I did. I did. I was. I was. 100% shooting you with the tank. Yes. There was there was like a couple of times where I did it by accident, but the one where we, we kind of failed the mission and had to start over, I was like, I can't start this over without shooting you again. So I just <laughs> shot you. <laughs> <laughs> eh, why not? <laughs> uh, it was great. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, so do you want to know the date in which the first Halo Infinite Road was released? Yeah. It was called, uh, it was season one, episode one. It was called Covenant Confetti, and it was released on October 8th, seven days after my birthday, 2020. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. It's really been that long? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, it's been that long. It's been that long. That was the first ever episode of Halo Infinite Road. It's like a year and a half. Yeah. That's wild. It it's going to be a year and a half at the time that end. Wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. It, you know, it's kind of like the Borderlands 330 stuff was really long for me. And yeah. Like too. Yeah, it so, was. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's weird. It's weird. Um, all right. So you done plugging? Yeah. All right. I'm going to take the I'll take the reins of the plug. The plugs. All right. Biggest plug. Biggest plug. I mean, obviously, check out everything we have to offer. But the biggest plug... This weekend, Sunday, I believe 1 p.m. we're going to do it. The 100th episode of Prelude to Divorce. That is the show where I force my wife to play video games with me while she makes sarcastic remarks at me. We are going to do her first ever live stream. She has never live streamed anything ever. And for our 100th episode, it will be a live stream with Melissa on it with me. And we're going to play the Game of Life 2 for a couple hours, a couple hours. So please, 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 everybody, I have my hands together. I'm begging everybody, come out, talk to us. You can ask us any questions you want. You can ask Melissa any questions you want. If you have the Game of Life 2, we'll try and play with you. Uh, like, 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 please come out and interact, especially since Melissa does not believe anyone is going to show up at all (laughs) uh and i i at least want to get a couple of people in there so please come check out uh prelude to divorce because i'm going to tell you right now it doesn't always do the best sometimes it does really good sometimes it does really bad prelude to divorce is probably my favorite let's play 
possibly of all time. I love doing it with her. It's so much fun, and it's it's one of the only ones that I just always watch back. Always, always, always. Uh, so please come check it out. Please. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun if I can figure out how to set up my shitty-ass camera so that it somehow picks us both of, up. But, uh, but yeah. So Prelude to Divorce, 1 p.m. this Sunday, uh, the 6th, March 6th, will be the 100th episode of Prelude to Divorce, which we will both be doing together. It's very exciting. It's her first ever live stream. Come check it out. Uh, that's that's my big plug. That's my big plug there, Neil. Um, that's the big plug. That's the big plug. Yeah, and I, I remembered it too. I remembered yeah? that that's this coming Sunday because I remember you asked me explicitly to watch it. <laughs> I did. I did. I, well, I want I everybody to check it out. Point. I, I want everybody to check it out. Just because... I think people will check it out because honestly, our streams do better than anything we have here on the channel. Uh, like they just do. Like especially lately, our streams have been absolutely balls to the wall crazy. Uh, so it's fine with me. Uh, so I think people will be there anyway. But she is just convinced there will be no one there, and I'm like, people are gonna be there. Trust me. So, um, all right, well, that's it, everybody. A little bit early, six minutes. <laughs> you guys can uh, reach us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9, join our Discord, links in the description below, influence this and all of our shows from there. You can also check us out on Twitch when we get to stream, twitch.tv slash OldManGamingDH. And then guys and gals, as long as you keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. See you guys next time. Made a discovery in Steam. Okay. They have... Sonic Adventure 2 in Steam. Oh, that's amazing. I'm like, oh, God. I immediately wish-listed it. <laughs> <laughs> How much is it? It's, it's only 10 bucks. Oh, that's not but bad. But, like, my stupid ass knows at some point it's going to go down to 5, and that's when I'm going to get it. <laughs> yep, yep, Because yep, I yep. don't need a third copy of that game. Fourth <laughs> copy of that game. <laughs> I have it for the Dreamcast somewhere. I have it for the GameCube, and I bought it digitally on the Xbox. I don't need a fourth copy of that fucking game. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's. <laughs> All right, let's do it, man. All righty. Going in three, two, one. <laughs>